This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, inspirational stories, or announcements, please write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Today, I have some special guests here of uh, Michelle Byrodes and John Ford, and of course, uh, a guest that we've had on before, Adam Abbeweed. And we're going to talk about the aircraft dispatcher program that was launched here at Polk State College. We're on the campus of Polk State College uh, with my friends here from the college. Some really cool information about the program we're going to talk about and also uh, its history. But before we start that, a few announcements. Uh, Aviation Careers podcast, of course, we have the scholarships guide, and it's uh, really expanded. And one of the things that we love to do is allow people to pay it forward. And to do that, all you have to do is uh, to give someone a free scholarships guide is go onto the pay it forward tab. You can buy a scholarships guide for somebody uh, anonymously. It's uh, simple. It's a pay it forward coupon. And you can maybe affect somebody's life by giving them a free scholarship to get a license or their whole education. So go check that out. If you're a person that's interested in a scholarship, no matter what the age, uh, no matter where you are in the U.S., and we're starting to expand internationally, especially with Canada and Australia and Great Britain, check this out. It's $10 updated once a month, and uh, it's something that Alicia, the one of our scholarships guides uh, coordinators, has been doing a great job on. So check that out at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Well, again, I'm here with uh, Michelle, John, and Adam, and uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. Great to have you back. Thanks for having me back, Carl. Now, Adam, you are actually the uh, coordinator on this program here and the person that actually started it. Yep. I started this at uh, the beginning of the year, and it's, uh, it's really great. It's uh, great to see all the students that are actually interested in the program. Once uh, Polk State brought this program on, it, it's just continuing to grow. You know, what's neat is that they've been thinking about doing this for so many years, and finally we've been able to put that together. So hats off to you, Adam, for doing that. Um, our other guest here is uh, Michelle Byros. Michelle, welcome to the podcast. You are actually somebody that helps out teach one of the classes and also a graduate of the class, aren't you? Yes, I do. Correct. Awesome. Yep. And then John, John Ford, you are a dispatcher with an airliner and also a graduate of the program. Not a graduate of the program, but uh, yes, sir, I am a dispatcher. Uh, I actually graduated from Sheffield School of uh, Dispatching. Awesome. Great. Well, it's going to be great to speak to all of you folks and also uh, with Adam about the program. Um, well, first, Adam, let's talk a little bit about uh, the program and also the partnership that you have formed here. And then we'll talk a little bit as to why we want to become a dispatcher. Yeah. Um, so, like I said earlier, I started this off at the beginning of the year. And uh, Eric Crump, who I'm sure you've had on here quite a few times. Quite a few before. times. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he's great to work with. So I started this business off just because, you know, I enjoyed education. I love dispatch, love aviation. And it all just kind of worked out and got to, uh, to a point now where it's just, 
it's a joy to come in every day. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Being a dispatcher is a, a really cool job. A lot of folks, uh, you know, we talked a while ago, and a lot of folks don't really know what a dispatcher is. So let's kind of go back. Let's review a little bit about the dispatcher license and, and what you can do with a dispatch license. This is an FAA dispatcher's certification is what it is. Uh, so what is it that someone can do, and why do we need this license? Well, an aircraft dispatcher... Um in a 121 operation, which is everyone's familiar with that, even though they don't know what a 121 is. Um, it's your passenger airlines. They're the pilot on the ground and they monitor the progress of the flight. They monitor weather conditions. They keep the pilots updated, you know, from origin to destination. It's a requirement from the FAA um, to take the aircraft dispatch course. You have to complete 200 hours. Uh, you take two FAA exams. One is a knowledge exam and one is an oral practical exam where you actually get to build routes and it can be quite enjoyable. Interestingly, you know, I, I work as a pilot for an airline and the dispatcher is somebody that's key to my life. Uh, everything centers around the dispatcher for us because we have to rely on them for everything, our, our weight, our fuel. As a matter of fact, when I walk in the door, the, the paperwork's sitting there and I have to trust the person that all that information is correct. Obviously, I'm going to check it. But it makes my life so much easier when that person has done their job and says, hey, listen, this is your alternate. You haven't need an alternate plan right, in case the right. weather is bad. Yes. And they give you a good alternate, meaning there's not going to be a thunderstorm <laughs> over the field when exactly, I get there. Exactly, yes. So that's incredibly important to me. Not only that, a good dispatcher does this. They communicate well with the crew. And that's key, I think, being a dispatcher. But they also think about us. They think about keeping us safe throughout the flight. And I will say, we do know who the good dispatchers are. I'm not going to say anything about the airline map, but we, we know who they are. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's vice versa, too. I mean, we, we know the good pilots as well. And, and having a good working relationship with the pilots is, is really important and key to being a good and great dispatcher. You know, one thing that I really love about the dispatcher certificate is the ease of entry into the industry. Right now we have a shortage, but uh, I think a lot of people think they have to have a lot of education because many times we talk about the mm -hmm. fact that you have to have a bachelor's to get into the airlines in many of the different fields. That's true, but not with a dispatcher certificate. To become a dispatcher, what type of requirements would someone need? Um, so to be a dispatcher, you have to be at least 23 years of age, right? read, write, and understand English. Um, those are some of your basic, basic. Um, you did mention you don't need a degree, which is, at some airlines, it's true, you don't need a degree. Some, they require an associate's. And, you know, as you move up and progress in the airline, mm -hmm. you know, you'd want to get those degrees to show that you're interested in being a manager and working your way up into the company. Right. And that's, and but entry level, you don't have to have that degree. Just like, correct. Because it's like with the regionals right now on the flying, uh, they prefer you to have an associate's. You don't really need it right, right now. Right. But I tell you what, when things get tight, that degree is really important because we do that. I mean, we look and say, okay, here's, we have all these applicants. Let's cut them off by degree, by experience, et cetera. So I think that's really important. Uh, really a good uh, job too. Uh, we like to talk a little bit about money sometimes on the show because it's, it's uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk about that. But right. yeah, salaries are pretty good. I mean, you know, and the range, uh, what is the salary range say starting mid and then maybe towards the end of a career? How much could someone make? Yeah, you're probably going to start off at around $45,000, oh. which isn't too bad. Mm -hmm. 
you're, you'll get your return on the class so quickly than let's say getting your degree, you know, you'll, right. you'll spend the average cost of a dispatcher course is around $5,000. So you're getting your return within a couple months, you know, even at an entry level position. And then of course, once you work your way up and gather more experience, you'll, you can make well over a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. That's really good. I mean, and interestingly, the, this is back in the 2000s, early 2000s, I knew people making six figures as dispatchers at some of the larger airlines, obviously in management and obviously had some degrees and moved forward there. Right, but remember this, uh, a lot of those bigger airlines, they'll pay for your courses and they'll pay for your degrees. So you're now in the door. And I know the airline I work with, you get, they'll pay for your master's. It's pretty amazing. So oh, it's wow. terrific. Um, before we, we bring on our other guests, I do want to talk about some of the specifics about your program here. Because I think this dispatch course is really cool. Uh, and it's it's something that I, I would like to do and, and like some specifics on. And, and before I get into that, one question. I'm a pilot that has you know, over 15,000 hours, say, and I'm my ATP. So what uh, can I do maybe to get this dispatch license? I think there's some question from some listeners about that, you know, do I have to take the same exam? Do I have to sit through the same course? How would I go about it, me, as, a, as an airline pilot? Right, yeah, There's there's been a lot of questions um, about that as well here at Polk State. Now, a lot of the questions are asked where can I use my current pilot license? as a an advantage unfortunately in the eyes of the faa no however the exams your your knowledge exam is going to be almost identical to what you're taking or what you did take for your atp we say that a lot almost identical and i know some people but there's a little pushback like what does that mean almost identical like what could you give an example what a difference would be on the exam so uh, uh kind of a basic example would be for a pilot, right, your your focus is in the flight deck. So there'll be a lot of maybe, what does this gauge read? What is this gauge telling you? As a dispatcher, it'll be more, well, how much fuel do the pilots need? What What's your destination alternate requirements? Things of that nature. So it won't be heavily focused on flying the actual airplane. It'll be more focused on planning the flight. And I know one thing is that no matter if it's on the pilot side or on the dispatcher side, one thing that we all talk about all day is the weather. I mean, that really, yes. it's a, a deep, <laughs> deep dive into weather, that's for sure. All the time. And, and it's funny because a lot of time comments I get is, don't, is that the only thing you guys do is watch the weather channel? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That may be My sports. mom calls me all the time when there's weather and she's <laughs> taking a flight. And it's like... Okay, Mom, I can answer this for you. <laughs> That's terrific. Um, you know, this is really an interesting program here at Polk State College, and I think it's a great program to get involved with. So let's talk some specifics about Polk State. Right now we're in November of 2019. This is a program that's going to be ongoing. So I want to talk about specifics now, what you have, uh, but also in the future if someone's listening to this six months from now. Okay. So tell us a little bit about now. What? How would I get involved with this program? Right now um, you can go to my website, thedispatchacademy.com, and we have a lot of information on there that will show you where to register, how to register, if you want to register for a class. If you have questions, there's a contact us button. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be happy to answer any of your questions. There's also a phone number if you feel more comfortable calling in to the college. And currently, we offer uh, day and evening classes. Day classes are between nine and five. Your evening classes are more six to 10. Some exciting news for 2020 is I'm in the process right now of getting approval from the FAA for an online version, which will shorten people's time that they have to be here at the college 
uh, learning in a classroom lecture setting, which I think is really exciting. And there's been a lot of people that have been interested in that. And unfortunately, at this time, we don't offer it. But it is something that is coming down the pipe. Um, February 2020 is our projection. So most people, do they do an online program or is it in person? How do they normally get their dispatch certificate? It's done two, two different ways. You can either do it online or in person. However, there are some stipulations with the online um, that you do have to be in class to do some of it. Everything is not 100% online. You know, I know I have my opinions about being in class. I mean, what, what do you think the advantages are? Well, I don't really like to tell people exactly what to do, right? Every student's going to learn differently. Um, my personal opinion is coming to class, doing it in an in-classroom lecture the entire time. Um, but I understand some some students have some, they can't make it for five or 10 weeks. So that's why I want to offer uh, an online yeah, I think it's a great idea. But to say that there is somebody that wants to come to campus here at Polk State, let's mention that. Uh, is there a place maybe where they can stay? How long is the course and about how much does it cost? Um, there is a long-term residency. It has no affiliation at this time with Polk State, um, but it is right across the airfield. It's called Staybridge. Um, I believe the cost there is anywhere between $75 and $90 a night. And yeah, it's, it's your, if you're doing the six weeks or the 11-week program. Six or 11-week. Okay, cool. So they have that available also coming up too if they want to know more about the program. Uh, if you're in the area, remember, we're right between Orlando and Tampa. If you're in the area of vacationing, if you're in visiting, a lot of snowboards here and your family's here. Ton of snowboards. Ton of snowboards. <laughs> uh, January uh, 16th, they're actually going to have an open house here on the campus at, yes. uh, at Polk State College on the south side, Airside East. Uh, we'll have a link, by the way, on the website as to how to get there. It's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, and interestingly enough, there's a lot of people that do stop in from listening to the podcast because they know where Lakeland is because, of course, the famous Sun and Fun. Actually, I think one of my current students now heard your podcast, uh. heard that we had a dispatch open house. That's that's awesome. Awesome. And by the way, if you do come, please come say hi to me. Uh, I know it's tough sometimes to find me, but I'd love to say hi and uh, and discuss this program, but also your career in general. And uh, we're going to do some more meet and greets, by the way, right here on campus. Uh, so it's a, it's really exciting for me when I get out there and get to actually meet you in person. Um, but moving on, as far as the program is concerned, um, you know, you talked about the online course, et cetera, and the and the career fair. I kind of want to hear a little bit from our friends here about the actual program itself. So as far as the teaching, et cetera, there's actually students here that wind up actually teaching at the program. And uh, one of them is uh, Michelle Byrodes. And Michelle, this has been awesome. I've been talking to you a lot about this. And I've been watching your class, by the way. You're now somebody <laughs> who actually teaches. And I sit there. Uh, it's kind of funny because I sit there sometimes teary-eyed because I remember long, long decades ago learning this stuff. And it all comes back to me. I have these incredible memories of being a young person, learning how to fly and do oh, cross yeah. countries. But, uh, but anyway, uh, it, it's great to have you on. And I know that you are a graduate. It, right of, of this yes. program yes and, I am. Uh, so what do you think what do you think of the program uh <laughs> the program adam's program is great um it's very challenging but at the same time it's really rewarding mm -hmm. so as far as but you said rewarding i'm sure educationally it's rewarding but yes. in other ways too i mean i think 
most of us when we're in class we form some relationships with people you know like i oh, have here sure. and it's, it's uh, i think that's a big part of it yeah and, and it opens it up to the networking and also to friendships that you have for the rest of your life right which can carry you long ways yeah so that's for sure. it's, it's very beneficial yes I, I don't know you've been in the field a little while now you realize, gosh, it, it really is a small world uh, and it's a small career field. And a lot has to do with uh, who you know to move forward, that's yes. for sure. Yeah. But as far as the course is concerned, uh, being a student now, also being a professor, what can somebody expect in this program from, from this course, from taking this course? Um, expect as far as like educational like Two wise, things, like yeah. What? Number one, educational. And what kind of day are they going to see when they're actually here? So in other words, what are they going to learn? And then how long is it going to take them? Are they going to be here 12 hours a day? I mean, how, how long is the actual course? No, so if you do the, the day, it's um, 8 to 5. It's an hour lunch. So you are wow, here kind day. of all day learning. Um, but the environment, right, we try to make it as comfortable as possible. It's intense, not going to lie, right, because it's no. only for five weeks, six weeks. So it is a lot of information um, in a short, short amount of time. But the environment itself is very comfortable. Well, that's good. It's kind of like drinking from a fire hose, what some people say. <laughs> and, uh, if you were from the South, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did that as a child growing up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as other things expecting from the course, uh, you're not just going to learn about the actual program. It seems like people learn how to study a little bit better, too, because you are studying very quickly. I'm not sure there's many yeah. people who have done an intense course like this. I know I've been through one, and during that period, it's like, oh man, you get this is what you need to do to study. Did you find you got some help from your professor? Like, hey, you know, how do I study for this? I'm, I'm, you know, did you ever have a challenge during the course and ask your professor? Oh, sure, hey, yeah, yeah, of so, course. Um, I think right there's a there's a very informative curriculum, but as far as how to study, right, it all depends on you yourself, how you learn, um, your study habits. But the instructors, the professors, myself included, um, I think that we do have a very approachable manner. So if you did need something or you did need extra help, right, like outside of the eight to five or the six to 10 class, like we're always there to help you. Any questions you need, because everyone learns differently. And, uh, you know, you guys are really approachable, obviously. Michelle's always smiling when I see her. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Um, but bottom line, though, I want to get ready for the exam. And okay. So this course here, how well do you feel it prepared you for that FAA exam, both the, the written and the actual practical? So it, I felt um, ready, mm -hmm. the most I ever had. Now, I had all of the materials, right, and the books provided to me from the course because all of that is included in the um, tuition Right. In addition to that, for my written, I used Shepherd Air. Um, that was very beneficial for the written aspect part of it. So I had all the materials I needed. I had an online based system, right? Shepherd Air. And for the practical, the actual practical and our oral, for the last 10 days of the class, I mean, you're just building routes and just doing routes and it's it kind of comes repetitive. So when you first start, if you don't have a concept on something, by the time it's the fifth day, you're starting to know the concept better. So kind of like, right, like practice makes 
Yeah. Perfect. You yeah. mentioned building routes. So for people that don't understand, a lot of what you guys do is you, as a dispatcher, you go out and you plan routes and, and you look at the weather, et cetera. So that's kind of what you're doing in this this practice sessions is, is actually by planning routes. You're doing yes. all that cross-country cross yeah. planning, basically. Yeah. And this this is what you're going to get, you're going to expect on your practical exam. I and mean, not to give it away what's on the practical, but is that basically what you're doing is a, here's the route, go plan it? Yeah, is you'll get your parameters right that has all your like notums um weather taf metar everything that you need to actually build a route in the real world and yeah you go and you build a route so that at practical exam is that like a really long test like with the examiner i mean is it hours and hours long half a day i mean how long does it take it's a minimum of four hours wow so you do have to be in the, in the you know, the room with the FAA for Oof. a minimum of four hours. That's a long test. Max of six. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. long. I remember taking mine. <laughs> All I brought was one bottle of water. Wow. Now yeah. you a little more than that. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was quite, <laughs> I was really hungry, but yeah. So they give you a route, but they also, is there like an oral exam, meaning like they ask you questions? Yes. Like, is that how it works? You know, yeah. Just, is it, it's about the route, but also it's back and forth, maybe rules and things like that? Right. He'll kind of. go, I mean, I think the FAA has kind of a guideline mm -hmm. um, that they do follow. But yeah, he can ask you questions while you're building your route. Um, but there is an actual or oral part. So regulations, weather. So how do you, and you prepare them for that too. So you prepare them by the, doing the route, but you also help them out with that oral portion yes. of it. Do you like to do a mock oral or something like yes. that? Yes, Cool, okay. So that's good to hear. So you're getting them ready for all aspects of it. So they're learning yes. it, learning it well, but also getting ready for the test. Um, uh, this is great. I, I can't wait to see more of you here at the college teaching Thanks. it because you're doing a great job. Thank you. But the students tell me. As far as going forward, um, is there anything maybe you can tell us new or, or what do you think about the, the future of this, this program here at Polk State College? Um, I'm personally excited about the potential growth of this program. Adam working alongside with everyone that he has partnerships with, it seems like it's just going to grow. And I feel Adam is really going to do really well with this program. And I'm hoping that I can be alongside him the entire time cool. to make it grow. Hopefully we won't lose you to an airline. Uh, oh, I do. <laughs> Adam says no, but oh. <laughs> it's hard to turn that down. That's for sure. Yeah, but, but we'd right. see you back here, though. Of course, maybe of helping course. out as a as a professor, just like uh, another one of our guests. And we were, appreciate you coming here to talk to us. Thank you. Sure, Thank Michelle. you so much for having me. And the other person we have with us is John Ford. John, actually, uh, speaking of a dispatcher that's also a professor, just like we hope Michelle will do, is come back and and teach some of our students. So, John, you actually are a, a working dispatcher and uh, dispatch aircraft for an airline. Normally, we don't mention the airlines on the show, but it's for a cargo airline. Is that correct? That's correct. And they also to do uh, charter-based uh, passenger flights as well. Okay, so charter-based passenger flights, for instance, like uh, like I go to certain countries, like Cuba, you mm -hmm. know, doing charters to Cuba because, well, that's not a great example because now they they actually have <laughs> regular flights down there. Mm -hmm. But you would do that. You would have charter flights to say military establishments that you Correct. wouldn't normally have otherwise because mm -hmm. people don't understand charter. I think yeah. they always think like small jet charter. 
this isn't a small jet, right? No, no, no. Like, this, well, is, this is a large jet. This yeah, is, so it's yeah. like a 767 or something like 757, that? 757, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. So we're not talking small plane charter. Mm-hmm. We're talking, the, and this isn't for uh, an executive, because again, this is what we think about. There's a huge business in charter cargo and charter passenger carrying, which I think a lot of people don't realize. We talked about that on the pilot side in the past, and I guess we haven't focused on it enough, but there's a ginormous business out there. Um, so as far as dispatching, since you're, you're doing this, I mean, how do you like it? Well, I mean, in particular, the airline I work for, we, we fly all over the world. So it's very challenging, and um, I, I really enjoy it because I'm, I'm basically borderline OCD when it comes to certain things. <laughs> so, and as a dispatcher, that could, that could both harm and help you. <laughs> but uh, flying all over the world, it, it produces its own challenges. So, uh, so basically, when you're building routes or you're looking at weather internationally, there's a lot involved. Um, and it's, it can be both really rewarding and very stressful at the same time. Uh, but at the end of the day, at the end of my shift, I go home knowing that I'm part of uh, operations, that it, it's spanning out and it's, you're helping move cargo and move passengers where they want to go. And it's very rewarding. So it, rewarding there is rewarding, too, that you know you're actually contributing to their safety. Correct. Yes, um, sir. But there's also some other rewards that you get. I mean, there's some perks, right? There Working are some for perks. an airline? Yes, sir. Uh, what are some of those things? My favorite perk is what they call jump seating. And that is actually getting to, uh, as a dispatcher, of course, as Adam uh, had mentioned, you're a captain on the ground. So you have some perks that you're allowed to actually ride up in the cockpit of the aircraft. Um, and in my opinion, that's like the best seat in the house. So you get to see what goes on in these, in these uh, aircraft um, and you're up front and you're watching what the pilots do. And it's, it's very fun. And I, I've, I've had the chance to have actually um, fly on different types of aircraft. So it's, it's cool to see how each different aircraft fly. Like, so I've, I've been on an Airbus A321. I've been on a Boeing 777. And it's, it's very cool to see how, how they can differ as well as how they operate. And it's, 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 a, it's a fun experience. So let me get this straight. As far as you jump seating, you are in a, like a 7.5, but you just mentioned other airplanes. Mm-hmm. How did you get in those other cockpits? So when you work for an airline, they have what they call reciprocating agreements, uh, and you can actually go and fly on another uh, another airline w- within the uh, airline industry. It's, you know, w- a major airline such as Delta or American. You can actually, if you if your company has an agreement with them, you can actually go and fly with them. So you could jump on Delta, go to Zurich? Yes, sir. If you want to. That's kind yeah. of a cool perk. The only thing there is that uh, when you go international as a, as a U.S. dispatcher, you can't really fly up in the cockpit. That's right. only downer. Uh, you have to, but the, you can do that. You can just ride in the back of the cabin. Yeah, so you can actually jump seat for free overseas, that type of thing. Yes, sir. Uh, and that's a great, incredible perk. If you want to travel, this is a great way to go in, as a dispatcher. Uh, interestingly enough, the dispatchers have to sit in the cockpit every so often right. and uh, do a certain number of hours. It's mandated by the FAA. I'm it assuming, is. Right? Yep. Mandated five hours. Five hours. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love bringing dispatchers along um, because it's our chance to show them what, what we actually do mm-hmm. all day. They usually don't make it the whole way through because they don't <laughs> yep. want to work the 16-hour days and they're like, that's enough. I'll just do a turn. Uh, but usually they'll, they'll grab like an Atlanta turn, something like that. Yes, sir. The other cool thing that I'll see is people just go somewhere like where their family is. Mm-hmm. Uh, say they need to go to Buffalo or Minneapolis or something and, and do a jump seat there, and all of a sudden you've just gotten your training and you're required, and you also get to see your family, which exactly. I think, I think is awesome. Uh, as far as you're a professor right here at, at Correct. Polk State, as far as the dispatch is concerned, um, what if there's a student in the program or any student listening right now, 
What can they expect, you know, when they start looking at entering the workforce as a dispatcher? Oh, well, I mean, it all depends on what type of operation they're going to go into. So if it's like a regional or a major type style operation or even like the operation that I'm in where it's uh, what they call 121 supplemental, uh, where they can fly anywhere around the world. Um, basically it's, just, it's different operations have different ways of how they operate. So a regional, uh, they deal with probably 40 to 50 flights a day. A major might be a little bit more than that to like 60, 70. Um, and something like me, we only have so many aircraft, so it's not as much, uh, but it's, since it's longer international flights, there's more involved. So do most people, they go to like a regional, then to a major, or is it, do they, can they jump right into a major? Typically, it is regional to major. Uh, that's what you see starting out because it's a way to build experience, uh, and, and it's very rewarding to go to a regional. Uh, you can actually go in, and you learn a lot what goes on in those type of operations. And then from there, once you build you know, anywhere from three to five years experience, you can move on up. Cool. Do you, is there like an organization you can join uh, with dispatchers and kind of, you know, get involved with other dispatchers out there? Yes, sir. Uh, there's one I know in particular. Um, it's the, I believe it's called the Aircraft Dispatchers Federation. Um, and it's a great organization to join. I think for students, it's $15, I believe. And then for just any anybody who wants to join for like if you're a dispatcher, it's $30. Um, and it's a great way to meet other dispatchers. Uh, they have, I know, an annual conference that you can actually go and, and uh, learn more about the dispatch profession, as well as uh, they have a job board that posts jobs for, for dispatchers. We'll have a link to that in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and I think that's a great thing to get involved with is any of those professional organizations as far as networking, of course, but also, you know, it's kind of competitive. You can, you know, have softball teams where you play against each other. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but you know, there's there's a whole world of dispatchers out there, and it's a job that I think a lot of people don't think about. And I'm ho- hoping that more people through this podcast will actually bring it to the forefront of their career considerations. Uh, I know most of us talk about flying airplanes. And uh, as a dispatcher, the one thing I think is cool is you're home a lot more. Um, you really don't go on as many overnights as, as a pilot who's out 15 days a month, whatever, in a hotel. Uh, here, you're home all the time, and uh, and that's really cool. And you get to actually be involved in the aviation world. So if that's something that appeals to you, I think that's terrific. Is there anything else you want to add to, and maybe some advice to some of the students to be successful in the course? Really, uh, my biggest advice is that uh, it, it can be stressful, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. So just stick to it. And uh, when you get out there in the field, you learn that you really start to love it. Being part of a, a major team and flight operations, um, as well as the perks of traveling around. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's I always tell them never give up on aviation dreams, but dispatching in particular is that you stick to it. You get out there, uh, you learn a lot, and you grow within the uh, aviation industry. Awesome. That, well, that was great. Thanks so much for, for being here with Thank us on, on the podcast. You know, Michelle, I forgot to ask you this. Um, you know, for a student that's listening to this, maybe just getting involved, any advice on, you know, how to be successful with this program and any maybe studying advice, et cetera? I know she, you said something about the long days. How do you prepare for that? Uh, prepare for the eight to five long days? <laughs> in a classroom um, <laughs> it's mentally challenging right um i guess like with my my concept behind that whole idea is how bad do you want it that's kind of been my motto for everything just personally for my life right if you want something really bad and if you're interested in aviation and it intrigues you right sitting in a classroom eight to five it, it is what you make it what you put out is what you're going to get back. So I think that's just 
one of my best advice is just stay positive. If you know the background of aviation and you know the outcome, right, the potential salary benefits, the people that you're going to meet, um, just so many different doors, right, can open and just staying positive is the best way to complete the program. I think that's true in anything in life, right? Stay yeah, positive. Yeah, for sure, yes. I think that's some, <laughs> some incredible advice, so I appreciate that. And again, thanks thanks for being Thank here. You. And obviously, if there are questions for any of you folks, I'm sure you'd be willing to answer them. Yes, uh, We do have uh, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. I forward those emails to everybody here, and uh, we'll have them answer any of those questions. Well, Adam, this has been awesome. Is there anything else you, you might want to add to the to what we've said here as far as being successful in the program and or in the life as a dispatcher, because you you have a little experience as a dispatcher, and we've we kind of glossed over that a little bit. How many years have you been doing this? Yeah, I have about five plus years uh, dispatching, and and the advice I can give to students can only mimic and mirror what Michelle and John said. You know, be positive, come in with the attitude that I'm here to learn, and you'll be you'll be well on your way. I mean, Michelle is the perfect example of that, right? I saw the potential in her. I saw the growth throughout the class, and, and I gave her a chance to teach, and she's doing really, really well. I mean, I, I can't ask for a better instructor right now awesome. than well, a former student. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, gosh, we appreciate that, and hats off to Michelle on that. And, uh, and you know, one of the things that I really think that's neat about this program, it's brought a new dynamic here to, uh, to Polk State College, obviously, uh, but the industry in general is that we have a different interaction with the dispatchers. We learn so much more uh, through your what you're doing here. Because sometimes we, you know, as pilots, you know, we say things about dispatchers. and Oh, I'm we, sure you yeah. do. And that flight tech <laughs> when that door is closed. Usually they're positive, <laughs> but, <laughs> but every so often we, we wonder what's going on and why. And uh, well, sometimes we forget that it's not a computer behind that. It's a person. Uh, that's also working with us, and uh, and they have their challenges too, yep. uh, just like we do. And and it's that interaction that you have to realize is important. It's a human interaction that hasn't gone away exactly. in this world of, of dispatching and computers, et cetera, and everything being computerized. The one thing that I, I think is really important and to stress is that you are an incredibly important part of that aviation program at any airline. You're the person that's going to keep that that flight safe throughout the entire trip, prior and afterwards. And a good dispatcher, I think, knows that, and and they keep yes. track of it. And, yes. and that's to me, that's a good dispatcher from my side of the door, you know. And and that's, I'm sure you agree with that. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and vice versa, right? A good right. pilot and a good dispatcher will only make everything that much more safer, and, and and that's always key. You know, we talk about program costs, we talk about lodging, we talk about hey, how do I get into the course? But what is the course, right? What, oh, okay, I'm going to learn about regulations and I'm going to learn about, you know, aircraft performance. But the most important part out of all of this is being safe, right? Having safety as the core understanding of the program. I, I totally agree. Interestingly, one of the things that, that's bad about a good dispatcher for me, from my perspective, is complacency. You know, when I see, because oh, yeah. there's three names on there in my airline, the captain, first officer, and the dispatcher. And if I see that dispatcher and they're really good, there's times I may not be as thorough. 
I should I should always be thorough, right, but that can happen. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, this guy's got my back. This gal's got my back. I'm not worried. Uh, but don't ever get like that, even though they're really good. You know, make sure you're always double checking. That's what we do in the cockpit, right? Exactly. There's no offense. It's like, hey, you know, I know she got us filed for 15,000 feet. We're supposed to be at 39,000. Why is that? Oops, I hit the wrong button. You know, that happens. Right. Uh, those are exactly. the kind of things you should always be doing that and always be thinking, even though you have a really good dispatcher behind you. Uh, so complacency is a big issue. Well, Adam, anything else you want to add before we close here tonight? No, just uh, go ahead, check out uh, check out my website, thedispatchacademy.com. There's a ton of information on there. If there is an information on there that you would like to have, again, hit the Contact Us button, and there's multiple ways to get in contact with us to answer any questions. Well, I'm really excited about this program. Um, no announcements as of yet, but I know there's some things in the works with some of the airlines out here, and I know that uh, Eric has been a, a great proponent of the dispatch Oh, program. Eric is great. Eric Crump we're talking about, who's the He's director great. of the aerospace program, and uh, we've been years waiting for this to actually come through, and, and it's exciting. Yeah. And the person that's, that's here listening about, about the dispatch program here and dispatch in general, I really highly recommend you going out and checking it out. Even if you can't come here to Polk State, you know, it's an incredible community. And once you're, you, know, you get involved in that dispatch community, you, you have this bond, a common bond. I know my friends at all the different airlines, when they start getting in a room with other dispatchers, the stories that I hear are just... It's a geek it's, fest. It's, it is. It's really... I love listening. I love <laughs> listening to them talk about us pilots when they're in a room. <laughs> then I get, the, I get the real story. It's not always good either. You know? They crush our egos, that's for sure. <laughs> well, guys, again, thanks so much. This has been terrific. I can't wait to hear from you guys again. I would like to have you back on and answer some of the questions I'm going to shoot. I know some of those questions that we're going to get about yeah, the dispatch absolutely. over to you. You've done a great job of answering those. Thank you. And, uh, and you've done a great job with the program, all of you. And I can't wait to, to work with you all in the future. Well, folks, uh, one thing that I always mention at the end is to make sure that if you are wanting to go into any career, whether it's in aviation or anything else in your life, the most important thing is that you continually move forward. And sometimes there's a large leap, sometimes a small step, but I want you to do something today to move forward in your career, whether it's looking up one of these websites and information about the dispatch program, maybe it's looking for a scholarship, whether it's that or it's just talking to your friends and family about your ideas as to what you want to do, because that's incredibly important. But the most important thing is to start today. Reach out, make that phone call, look at that website. If you're in your car, stop. Then actually write that down. Get you know, set up a memo, etc., that you can do verbally. But I want you to do it today. I want you to start today. Take that step to move forward in your career and your life. Well, folks, thanks for listening and safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.